Welcome back to the Wedding Wisdom Podcast with Doug Winters. I am your host, Doug Winters, and it is a beautiful, snowy day. A beautiful day to have a Zoom interview <laughs> as opposed to schlepping into the city. My guest for episode 93 is Jeanette Khrushcha, who I'm very excited to talk to, who is the Director of Marketing and Sales at Kleinfeld. The little things fascinate me. I just found out that it's not Kleinfeld's, it's Kleinfeld. So don't go to Kleinfeld's, go to Kleinfeld. There is Jeanette Khrushcha. Hi. How are you, Doug? I'm doing great. How are you? I'm doing good. Thank you. Happy Monday. Happy Monday to you. Is it snowing in the city? It is. I was actually surprised it's flurrying again. First of all, thank you to Philip von Nostrand, who introduced us. Yes. I love Phil. Who is a terrific photographer. Yes. And world traveler. And I had been trying to find someone from Kleinfeld's for a very long time. Really? Was it originally owned by someone named Kleinfeld? Yes. So from 1941 to the early 90s, it was owned by the Kleinfeld family. It was originally a furrier in the 1940s. Then little by little, they got into specialty wear and evening wear dresses. And one of the owner's daughters started flying to Europe and buying specialty dresses. So she would buy beautiful evening wear. And then little by little, she started bringing in bridal and wedding dresses. So that was like the 50s or 60s? Yeah, yeah. And in 1999, the company was bought by the current owners, Mara Urschel and Bonnie Rothstein, along with a few other partners, John Costantino, Wayne Rogers, formerly of MASH fame. He was Trapper John and No Nash. way! Yes, unfortunately, he did pass two or three years ago. I had always heard that Wayne Rogers, when MASH ended, mm -hmm. he did Trapper John and then became this real estate mogul. Yes, very, very successful. Probably one of the smartest men I've ever met in my life. Nice guy? Very nice guy. And his family is still involved in the business, his daughter-in-law is on our board of directors and very much involved. Fun fact, his wife, Amy Rogers, works with us. She's kind of like our producer to protect us on Say Yes to the Dress. She was in television for many, many years as well as a producer, worked for ABC and Good Morning America for many years. So she was the perfect one when we were approached about the show to watch all the final edits and give her final notes to the producers. That is smart. <laughs> I said someone in the family, in the business, in the business. Right. Now, what is the story with that one episode, Friends, where Rachel goes in looking for a sale and there's like a million women just fighting for these dresses? I was assuming that was some kind of take on Kleinfeld. Yeah, I believe in that episode, they said they were going to Brooklyn to like Kleinman's. Oh, okay. Or something like that. It was a similar name to us. So it was a nice little, I guess you could call it a mention on, on Friends. But I think it's because years ago, there used to be that running of the bride sample sale. Sample sale. That's what it's called. Yeah. Yeah. So there definitely used to be these connotations of people running into a bridal store and pulling all these wedding dresses off the rack, trying them on in the middle of the store, not in the dressing room. 
<laughs> but at Kleinfeld, we do have sample sales, but they're a lot more organized. But uh, we have had sales actually last summer. We had a super successful sale of a thousand people and they were literally lined up around the block. As a marketing person, I was super excited. Yeah, that's where it's supposed to it's work. Like, yeah. Yes, the marketing worked. You know, they came with friends and family, right? So I would say we had about 800 brides. These people waited for hours. They showed up as early as 4 a.m. Many of them drove from across the United States. No kidding. Yeah, a lot of people fly in. We're more of a, a national name and an international name because of Say Yes to the Dress aired in over 200 countries. So we had brides from Brazil at our sample sale. Wow. <laughs> yeah, it's amazing. Let's just start with you because you're very young in such a high position. You are the director of marketing and sales. Uh, marketing and public relations. Let me do that again. Yeah. You are the director of marketing and public relations. Yes. What does that title mean? Where'd you go to school? How'd you get interested in marketing and public relations? Sure. I'm the director of marketing and public relations. It covers everything from digital and online marketing, planning in-store events, networking and building relationships with all the top wedding planners in the area, managing our website. I've been with Kleinfeld for over 20 years. I was hired in April of 2000. I answered an ad in the newspaper, which doesn't exist anymore, really. <laughs> I know. It's amazing how time changes everything. Yeah. At the time, I lived three blocks away from Kleinfeld. So I grew up in Bay Ridge, Brooklyn, where I still live now. And that is where uh, Kleinfeld originally. Oh, no kidding. So I lived on 80th Street and Kleinfeld was on 82nd Street in Fifth Avenue. Oh, so you'd like pass it every day? Yeah, I would actually pass it on my way to grammar school every single day when my mom walked me. I remember, you know, always looking in the windows to see the new dress that was on the mannequin. Never thinking that one day I would have a chance to run the marketing department for Kleinfeld. Wow, that's great. That's really cool. I needed a part-time job. I was 17 and I answered the ad in the newspaper. It was for a customer service representative. I was 17? Yes. They asked me if I could come to like three o'clock. And I remember saying, uh, yes, but I'll be in my school uniform. Is that okay? So you were in Catholic school or? I was a little Catholic school girl. I, yeah, okay. <laughs> they were like, sure, no problem. So I showed up in my uniform and I had my interview and I met the current owner, Mara Urschel. Wow, you met the owner on the first day? Yeah, I think she asked me two questions and gave me her little nod of approval and I was hired for customer service. Any tips for people who are like applying for jobs, looking for positions? Um, I think a good tip is make sure you research the company and at the end of the interview to actually ask some questions about the position or ask some detailed questions about the company. Oh, okay. Okay, good tip. So at 17, you go to work, still in high school. Yes. Two blocks from your house. <laughs> yes, I would work Tuesday, Thursdays, and Saturdays because Tuesday and Thursday was the late night. We used to be open till like 9 p.m. Okay. So I was able to come after school and work from three to nine answering the phones. And you never left. And I never left. And I kind of just grew from there. I stayed with them, high school, college, and beyond. When I graduated college, I presented a proposal to the owners so that I could be hired as a full-time employee in the marketing department. That's what it was. Oh, okay. Did you go to college for marketing? Yes. So I went to St. Francis College in Brooklyn. Okay. I'm a pretty much okay. a Brooklyn girl all around. I was around. just going to say. You hear it in my voice. So yeah, I went to St. Francis College in downtown Brooklyn. 
And I continued to work part-time while I was in college. When I graduated, I requested a full-time position and I got it. (laughs) So you've really only had one employer. Yeah. I really, really have grown up at Kleinfeld and I have learned everything about business from Kleinfeld and my amazing bosses, Mara Urschel and Lonnie Rothstein have really taken me under their wing all these years. When you went to college for marketing, you had a little bit of understanding how the store worked Mm -hmm. and then everything you learned theoretically about marketing in general, you've kind of filtered through the Kleinfeld lens because you were still working there through college, right? Yeah, absolutely. I did a lot of events back then, registry events. I remember spending many of my Saturday and Sunday mornings at a mall somewhere in Long Island at like Fortune Off. You remember Fortune Off? Sure, at the uh, Roosevelt Mall. Yes, yes. I grew up in Long Island. Oh, okay. I would spend many weekends and also evenings and we would bring uh, mannequins and dresses and set up a table basically in the middle of Fortune Off's <laughs> registry department. Oh, wow. And they would have other vendors there as well. And we would meet brides. It was my first taste in learning to work with a consumer face-to-face, answer their questions and present the Kleinfeld brand in the best light that I can. It was really, really great that I was able to experience that, you know, at such a young age. The owner's names again? Mara Urschel, Ronnie Rodstein, and John Costantino. Mara and Ronnie run the day-to-day. They are the most amazing bosses I could ever ask for. They are family. I consider them my second parents. They are there every single day. There are not many owners that are at the job every single day, and they really are. Wow, that's great. They are on the sales floor meeting brides. When they do see a bride in a dress, they go over to her, they introduce themselves. And one special thing about Ronnie is he gives out his business card, which has his direct cell phone and house number on it. You can get the owner of Kleinfeld up to midnight any night. (laughs) That's very cool. That's accountability. Yeah. And it's for our employees as well. If anybody needs anything, they know that they can pick up the phone and call Mara and Ronnie and ask them for advice or anything they might possibly need. A recommendation for a doctor or a recommendation for a restaurant. Ronnie's a big foodie. So he'll tell you all the places wow. to eat. Okay. <laughs> Let me just ask you a stupid question. Are they a couple? I mean, you mentioned them yes. together. Yes. So they're, they've never been married. That's funny. I didn't want to ask. But every time you mentioned one, you'd mention the other. Yeah. Yes. They, they go together. <laughs> all right. Cool. Yeah. So it was an incredibly well-known place in Brooklyn. When did it move to Manhattan? Say yes to the dress. All that stuff. Okay. A little background. In 1999, Mara Urschel was hired as a business consultant. She has a very, very successful career. She was vice president of Saks for over 20 years. And when she was finished with Saks, she was hired as a consultant for Kleinfeld. The business was really, really struggling in the 90s. They owed a lot of money, didn't have the proper inventory. They had some staffing issues. The buildings were kind of falling apart. When you say buildings, <laughs> was it more than one building? Uh, yes, just because the location in Brooklyn, they rented. So they were renting like six different 
apartment buildings. Uh-huh. In order to do construction and open walls up, we had to like cut into the other apartments. It was very disjointed. You know, brides would never see that. But Mara came in and worked with the, the team, which was no longer the Kleinfeld family. Because the Kleinfeld family sold it in the 90s to a group of investors. So when Mara saw that there was huge opportunity there, we got a group of people together and raised the money. It was at the 11th hour. They almost put the locks on the door. Mara focused on the merchandising and Ronnie really focused on the business aspects. And they are both very, very smart and they made it work and they brought Kleinfeld back to life. It's a great story. So the two of them really yeah. kind of reinvented the Kleinfeld name. You know, we had to build up or foster relationships with different designers. We had to start to fix our reputation. They made it happen. When did they decide to move it to Manhattan? When they bought the business, they knew that in order for it to expand and be successful, they needed to be in an area of New York that was easy to travel to. Mm-hmm. In Bay Ridge, Brooklyn, the second to last stop on the R train, um, Bay Ridge is basically right before Staten Island. So they knew when they bought the company that they wanted to move it to Manhattan. They looked for space and worked with realtors for years. Oh, I can imagine. 2005, we moved to Manhattan. So they were there for six years in Brooklyn. Yeah. Mending fences, yes. getting the reputation back up. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. So in 2005, they found this amazing space, 35,000 square feet. It was a raw space. What was there was these beautiful columns with these beautiful detailed capitals at the top. And they were able to save a lot of them and include them in the design. Where is it exactly? On 20th Street between 6th and 7th. Okay. And has been there since 2005. Yes. Okay. Shortly after that, the show came around. Say Us to the Dress aired um, for the first time in 2006. That's 15 years. Yes. It's uh, amazing. I can't believe it's been 15 years and over 19 seasons. Wow. Um, when they say, say yes to the dress in France or say yes to the dress in throughout the world, right? Uh, is it the same show translated? Yes. So very funny for our staff to get messages from Italy or Spain, and they are watching themselves being dubbed over in another language. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> we were approached by many, many television companies who wanted to do a TV show with us, even be- before we moved to Manhattan. Given quite a few proposals about a, a bridal reality show, but we really needed to protect ourselves and we really needed to make sure it was going to be a show that is seen in the most positive light. Mm-hmm. We had to be very, very protective of our brand sure. and what light we were going to be seen in. And it wasn't until we met the owners of Half Yard Productions, they really wanted to make the star of the show the dresses. In our opinion, the star of the show is the bride and the dresses. Yeah, that never changes, by the way. Whether you're in music or photography, no matter what part of the business you're in. Yeah. I say to each bride, that white dress is a magnet. So that's absolutely true. Our owner, Ronnie Rothstein, always says, the bride is our boss. (laughs) No true words were ever said. (laughs) He's the boss. Was Kleinfeld always a world-famous brand for wedding dresses? I would say yes. We were known and famous in the United States as a bridal shop, but that Say Us to the Dress made us an international household name. The the one famous thing you used to hear about dresses is that they'd say, 
if you're getting married in May, tell them you're getting married in April so oh, that funny. there'll be yeah. enough time for fitting. See, this, this is outside stuff that you would probably never hear. <laughs> I would have so many mothers on the phone say to me, well, the wedding's June 1st, but um, just put down May 1st because I heard we I heard we should tell you it's early. Oh, okay. So, so I, I, I was right. That from, but, yeah. Now everything is your order and your delivery and everything is pretty much to a science. So we don't really need to lie about wedding dates anymore. Right. Kleinfeld is not a brand of dresses. Right. Kleinfeld is the largest bridal retailer and we carry the largest selection of diamonds. So Kleinfeld is like Lehman Marcus, Bloomingdale's, Nordstrom, any of the high end. Yeah. The thing that sets us apart as a retailer is you're coming in and you're trying on a sample dress and then we're ordering it in your size from the designer. So you're not walking into Kleinfeld like you would walk into Bloomingdale's and picking up something off the rack. And they put it in a bag and you walk yeah, out Yeah, so this is a little different where um, every dress has to be special ordered according to your measurements. Ah, okay. We carry over a thousand dresses for brides to try on. We have a handful at 1500 but I would say the majority of our dresses are $2,000 and up. You come in, you try on the samples, and when you find the dress you love, we take three measurements from you your bust, your waist, and your hip. Now, do you take them or you just ask them? No, we have to. We measure. One of the managers will come in with a measuring tape and measure the bride, look at the designer's size chart, and we figure out what size you fall into, and we order from the designer. Because every designer has a different size chart. It's amazing. It's the same with men's clothes. Yeah. So what has always made Kleinfeld unique? I think it's always been the service and the selection. We search the world, just like I mentioned before, you know, the original Kleinfeld family would search the world for the best dresses. And we do the same. Our buyers go all over the world, Italy, Spain, Israel, and we find the most unique and the best quality dresses that are out there. Besides that, we offer the most special experience. Coming into Kleinfeld and purchasing your dress is really, really special. You get to work with a bridal consultant who wants to help you find the dress that makes you feel and look your best. I actually noticed on your website that you are in charge of, now I know, <laughs> there's a whole listing of the bridal consultants and their faces and who they are. Mm -hmm. You know, That's very welcoming. I yeah, think. I think personal service is really, really important to us. Every bride is contacted by her sales consultant before she even comes in. You know, from COVID comes some good ideas. So now if you're a bride and you book an appointment with us, you're going to get a small little questionnaire that's going to ask you a few questions about your wedding and about your dress preferences. And then that information is going to be assigned to your bridal consultant before you even meet her. For example. So for example, I'm a bride. I book my appointment for two weeks from now. I get confirmation email that says I must fill out a questionnaire. I fill it out. And then a manager at Kleinfeld is going to look at your answers and match you up to the best bridal consultant that we think will be perfect for you and your needs. And that bridal consultant will reach out to you before your appointment. Give her a few minutes on the phone, even if it's a text message back and forth, just to introduce herself. And to learn from the bride, you know, if there's anything specific about your wedding that I should know, any specific details you're looking for, because then the sales consultant can start sending the bride some pictures of dresses that she might like 
and really be prepared. And make- oh, before they even come in. Yes. Okay. Every appointment is an hour and a half. So we want that hour and a half. We want to make the best use of that hour and a half. Yes. Yeah, sounds like a long time, but. An hour and a half is more than enough time to find your dress. But you have to have an idea of what you're looking for. You have to have a venue. I think that's very important. Why is that very important? The venue sometimes dictates the vibe of the wedding. Is she getting married in a barn or is she getting married in a fancy ballroom? I see. Okay. Mm -hmm. Nowadays, there's no rules. You can wear a skinny column dress in the plaza or you can wear a skinny column dress on the beach in Jamaica. But... Uh, For the most part, formality sometimes defines your wedding day ensemble. Okay. (laughs) We want to make your experience really, really special. And I think by you getting a chance to actually have a one-on-one and speak to your bridal consultant before you walk in the door so she can make you feel at ease, that's really, really special. You know, from a business standpoint, we are seeing a very, very successful sales conversion. Oh, no kidding. Yeah. Oh, that's very cool. Yeah. That didn't even occur to me, but conversion rates. <laughs> so in other words, they don't just go to Kleinfeld. They might go to Kleinfeld's and then 10 smaller salons. Yes. <laughs> you know, we want to make sure they're buying at Kleinfeld, even though they might be yeah. shopping many other stores. With this pandemic, we are at 50% capacity. On a Saturday, we would normally have over 100 appointments, sometimes 120 now, on Saturdays, we're allowed to have about 60-ish <laughs> appointments. Okay. What is the most expensive dress Kleinfeld? Well, I'll tell you, the, the most yeah. expensive dress that we ever sold was a $80,000 dress that was sold to a woman from a sketch. We didn't have the $80,000 dress for her to try on, but one of our designers, Panina Tournay, worked with her and sketched out a custom dress the customizations on it and the fabrications and the crystals and all the beading is what made the price $80,000. That particular dress was very couture. You know what I wanted to ask at a fitting? Mm-hmm. Who comes? If someone was saying, Jeanette, we're friends. I'm getting married. Give me the Kleinfeld experience. Do not bring a whole entourage. Bring two to three people whose opinions you value and who you trust the most. Okay and who has your best interest in mind. There's been very uncomfortable situations where a bride will bring a huge entourage, sometimes 10 people. And it is so confusing to hear everyone's opinions. And it's really, really hard to keep the focus on the bride when you have 10 different people sitting there commenting. So we like to say two to three people is the best way to keep it a very special, intimate experience. I mean, is usually the person paying for it one of them? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we, we definitely want mom and dad's credit card there, but... Um... <laughs> yeah, they'll say, yeah, I love this $30,000 dress. And they'll get home and their parents will say, what are you, insane? Yeah, well, <laughs> I would say over the last several years, there's been a huge shift there where mom and dad are not paying for the dress, but the bride. And the bride is strong, independent, successful, has a great job. And her and her fiance are usually or paying for it, paying for the dress nowadays. Yeah, right. we see less and less of, oh, hold on, I have to get my mom's credit card. Yeah, that is very cool. Yeah. But it, it is important for the mother to be there sometimes or the motherly figure in the bride's life. She wants to look to her and get her nod of approval mm-hmm. on the dress that she's selecting. It would be like the mother or the mother figure, the bride, mm-hmm. 
and maybe like one other person, a best friend. Maybe your fiance's sister so that they feel included as well. Oh. <laughs> but I would say two people who you hold the dearest to you. So you start dealing with family dynamics before any of the rest of us in the wedding industry. <laughs> Yes. And I think the best sales consultant is the one who knows how to manage a family (laughs) and how to manage the expectations of everybody in the dressing room, not just the bride. Right. A little psychology involved. Oh, I'm sure a lot. (laughs) So do people come in with a number in mind usually? Absolutely. Um, Brides come in with a particular budget. Our average sale is 4,500 and up. But yeah, they come in with a budget and that is the task of the sales associate is to find everything she wants and envisions in a dress that fits in her price. So when did this style, uh, this very almost lingerie looking, (laughs) I mean, there's always been form fitting. Yeah. yeah. Silky things, which I think look unbelievably spectacular. Mm -hmm. But I just happened to notice that there's these things that almost look see-through and totally form fitting. Yeah, call it like an illusion bodice, which is kind of see-through where you could see maybe the boning of the dress. Really, really was introduced to us in about 2006 by a designer named Panina Tornay. She was the first one who came to us with these dresses that were see-through. And I remember that there's a story that the owners, we turned her away and and the buyer were like, no, 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 those dresses are not for us. They're not going to work here in the United States. Not yet. She came back, say, a year later. Where was she from? She's from Israel. Okay. A lot of the Israeli designers have this look. They do have a lot of sexy dresses. I was thinking it had to be a warm weather place. Like like maybe (laughs) Brazil or... Yeah. And then we gave it a try. We were like, you know what? Let's see. Will somebody wear this? And we were so surprised how many brides saw this dress on a mannequin and really wanted to try it on. Now, of course, many, many brides do line the bodice so that it's not secret. But there are many brides who are very positive about their body and they want to show it off. Hey, if you got it, why not? (laughs) You mean literally no bra? Yeah, yeah. And most of the time, the lace or the crystals are strategically placed (laughs) (laughs) to cover certain areas. But that's if you're not moving. But if you're dancing and running around, (laughs) you know what I mean? Yeah, well, some people might also, the bust will be, will have a lining in it, but the stomach won't, your back won't, your arms will be just covered in a netting Mm -hmm. with different lace and crystal placed in different areas. So you could have this illusion effect in many different ways on a wedding. Right. I think it's all about confidence. I was just going to say that word. Yeah. You could be a size six or a size 26. Yeah. And if you feel confident in your own skin, she'll still rock that see-through bodice or low back. It's really, really, really nice to meet brides who are so confident about themselves. I think body positivity is is super important in the bridal industry. Yeah. And it's something that we pride ourselves on. We actually have the largest selection of designer dresses in plus sizes to try out. The majority of the dresses are sample size 10. And then we have about 400 dresses available in size 18 and up so that brides can actually get in the dress, zip it up and see what it's going to look like on them in their size. And they don't have to feel bad about it. Exactly. 
Yeah. Exactly. Like, like if we slit this back completely open. It's terrible to try to force somebody to fit in a dress that she won't really be able to get a feel for how it's going to look on her. So it's really important that we train our staff and they know what dresses will work on what body types and our buyers make sure that they buy a large selection in sizes 16 and up. Right. Okay. So how many dresses are sold? When I was looking up this ridiculous homework, it <laughs> said, well, this one wore three dresses at her, you know, <laughs> she changed like three times. <laughs> exactly. Does that happen? People buy a different one for the after party or? Yes, absolutely. We see a lot of brides who buy one dress for the ceremony and then one dress for the reception. Oh, okay. Or sometimes they'll change after the first dance and then they'll go into maybe a, a sexier, more fun or flirty dress instead of the traditional one that she might have set her vows in. Something that they're more comfortable dancing and moving around in. Yeah. And then some people will buy an after party dress as well. Is there a specific number that the average person would buy? Um, average is really just one. Okay. Yeah. But that would be a nice trend to change though. Yeah. <laughs> Come on, brides, two dresses. <laughs> Minimum three. Yeah. Does Kleinfeld also have mother of the bride, bridesmaid? Most of the time, it's not bridesmaid shopping for bridesmaids. It's the bride shopping for the bridesmaid right. dress, bringing her girls along with her. Like they'll just suggest a color or a style or? Definitely the first thing for a bride to decide is the color or the color palette that she wants to see her bridal party in. But it is very common nowadays for the bride to pick a color and let the bridesmaids pick the style of the dress. So one girl might wear the strapless, one girl might wear the cap sleeve or you know spaghetti strap. So, but they'll all be in the same color. Right. Do they come to Kleinfeld's first or they come Kleinfeld first or last? That really depends. I think it's good to shop to narrow down your silhouette. A ball gown, an A-line, a mermaid, or a sheep. Say you want a ball gown, then we're going to guide you in the direction of all the ball gowns with a certain neckline in your price range. So then you're narrowing it down from there. Because Kleinfeld, we do have a very, very large selection. So to some people, it can feel rather overwhelming. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's why it's the job of the sales associate to really guide the bride. But back to your question, it would be ideal if she shopped at one or two stores before us and really got a feel for what she was looking for and then came to us. Because most of the time, we'll have those same designers that she saw. And now she'll get to see all of them in one place. When a bride comes in and tries on a gown, she's most likely not going to know the designer. We like to say, if you stand outside of Kleinfeld and you ask every bride that leaves, what dress did you buy? They'll say, a Kleinfeld dress. Most of them will not remember or know the designer of their dress. Okay. Something that sets Kleinfeld apart that we haven't talked about yet is our alterations. Before. Yeah. How your dress is fitted is all about the alteration. And how you feel in your dress that night is all about the alterations. So if a dress is properly fitted to you, you're not going to be worried about the dress falling down. You're not going to be worried about raising your arms to dance. Oh, right. Okay. It's all about the fit. And Kleinfeld has the best alterations department. I would say in the United States. I mean, there's not many alterations departments around anymore. And it's a, a dying art. 
And at Kleinfeld, we literally take the dress apart. I would say it takes us over 30 hours to work on one wedding dress. And that one wedding dress is touched by so many different hands. There's different seamstresses who have different specialties to make it perfect. You have to come by for a tour. I know. I'm so disappointed. I mean, most of the time it's like, <laughs> oh, good. I don't have to schlep into, into Manhattan. But I'll, I'll take you up on that. I'd love to do that. Yeah, that would be great. Where are you located? My office is in Tarrytown. What haven't I asked you? Um... <laughs> Say yes to the dress. Do people know about you from that? Is it owned by Kleinfeld? We wish that we owned the name Say Yes to the yeah. Dress, but we do not. It's owned by TL the TLC Network. TLC, yeah. Okay. Half Yard Productions films Say Yes to the Dress at Kleinfeld. However, there is a Say Us to the Dress that is also filmed at a store in Atlanta named Bridles by Lori. Mm -hmm. And then they recently started filming in the UK. So some people will say like, oh, I went to your Atlanta location. Like, We're not located in Atlanta. <laughs> Nothing is staged. Our sales associates on the show are not actors. They really work and they're really vital consultants. That's their day-to-day -day job and it's the casting department who picks what brides will be featured on the show. Oh, that's what I was going to ask. Yeah, some people have this idea. There are some fans who think they just come to Kleinfeld, they're going to magically get picked for the show, but it doesn't work like that. There's a whole casting department. Well, Jeanette, thank you so much. You're welcome. Thank you for featuring morning. me. Oh, it's absolutely my pleasure. I hope you have a good day and a good week. Thanks. And oh, and I want that tour. Of course, yeah. Next Fantastic. time you have to come to Manhattan for something or for a meeting, let me know. And Next time we don't have to wear masks. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> that might be for another year. Oh, bite your tongue. <laughs> Thanks so much. Stay well. Have a great day. You too. Bye. Bye-bye. What I found so refreshing about Jeanette is that she started working at Kleinfeld when it was a neighborhood store in Brooklyn, three blocks from her home. 20 years later, She's marketing director and director of public relations, and it's a terrific story. I love it. Kleinfeld is at Kleinfeld Bridal on Instagram and KleinfeldBridal.com on their website. As usual, I am at Doug Winters Inc. on Instagram, and my website is at DougWintersMusic.com. Please make sure you subscribe to the podcast wherever you're listening right now. And I truly do appreciate each and every one of you for spending some quality time with us. Stay safe, stay strong. We will get through this together. I will see you next week. Bye-bye now.